What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have a guest today. We're going to be digging into health and nutrition and wellness and all of the things that every human is going to benefit from hearing from. We have Lauren on with us today. She is a certified holistic health coach and recipe developer. After dealing with a few health issues of her own, she enrolled in classes at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition to study holistic nutrition. The goal of her business is to prove that eating healthy and cooking at home is not just another expensive fad, but is something that is affordable and attainable for every single person. Lauren believes that overall wellness is more than just the foods that we consume. It includes a balance of what we eat, what we think, and what we do. She is passionate about helping everyone, but especially the autoimmune disease community, find their balance. You can find more about her on her website, laurencunningham.co and on Instagram at lar underscore Cunningham. And we are going to dig into so many things that are going to be helpful for you today to feel your best, to be your best and to build habits that are so sustainable. So with that, let's, let's turn it over to the conversation. All right, Lauren, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Of course. All right, before we dig into the nitty gritty, uh, let's help our listeners just know who you are. Tell us a little bit about your personal journey and how you became a holistic health coach and nutrition coach and all of those things. Yeah, so I'm Lauren and I live in East Tennessee. And I'm a holistic health coach, which I had kind of an interesting journey to finding that. Um, When I was in high school, I was having some health problems and kind of got told by a lot of doctors that they didn't really know. I mean, they thought it was mono. They thought it was in my head. Like we just didn't really know. Yeah, I know it was great. (laughs) But um, unfortunately, I also have a blood condition and that was sort of masking it. And so I have thalassemia. It's a really rare Um, blood condition, but basically your hemoglobin are shaped differently, which makes it look like you have low iron. And I actually did have low iron because that's a a common Crohn's disease symptom, but they thought that I didn't have it because my hemoglobin's, it always looks low. And so that was sort of the issue. Like they were just missing that I did have low iron and, you know, all of my symptoms were pretty consistent with that of someone with low iron or that was bleeding internally and uh, but they just never could catch it because I also have that blood condition so I was a bit of a complicated case <laughs> but um, so that went on for a couple years it really got bad my senior year of high school and that's when they thought it was mono because my stomach was kind of starting to hurt a little bit but other than that I just ran like random fevers was tired all the time and so finally I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease and 
that would have been at the end of my senior year. And so that summer it was, you know, I did an oral medication and I should have just done like a, an IV biologic, but I, we didn't know, I mean, we didn't know how bad it was. My doctor suggested a biologic, but those medicines just, you just never know. I mean, they're kind of in the same class of drugs as like chemotherapy drugs. And so I was 18 years old and it's like, we don't want to be on this forever, you know, which I mean, ironically, I am on it now and and it is helping and it's, you know, all good. But at the time just didn't feel like that was the best choice. And so that summer things just got progressively worse and I was on steroids. And so anytime I would taper off of prednisone, my intestines would swell shut. So my stomach would hurt like really, I mean, my stomach hurt all the time pretty much, but in those instances, it hurt really, really bad. And I would get sick, like I would throw up and because nothing was passing through. And so the first time it happened, I remember my sister is a nurse and she's like, well, I hope you don't have a bowel obstruction because you'll have to get a tube down your nose and stay in the hospital. And she was like freaking me out. So I go to the hospital and they're like, yeah, you have a bowel obstruction, which it was typically like, it could be something else obstructing, you know, your intestines, but it was just, my intestines had so much inflammation in them that they were swollen shut. So they were like obstructing themselves. So anyways, yeah, I got an NG tube down my nose, down my throat, into my stomach to drain, you know, just, I hadn't really eaten much, but it was just bile, you know, your stomach produces stuff that has to pass, even if you're not eating anything. And so stayed in the hospital for about five days. And that was a couple of weeks before I was set to start college, which I think my whole family was just kind of like, you can take a semester off, like if you're sick. And of course I was like a type A personality and I'm like, no, I can't, I can't be behind. And so I went ahead, started college, was still on steroids. They put me back on the prednisone. And then six weeks later, when I was set to taper off, it happened again. So I went back to the hospital. It was like the same, literally the same nurse put the NG tube down my nose. It was like a repeat of the exact same thing. And so anyways, I was able to kind of hold on. That would have been like September of 2015. And so I was able to kind of like hold on from there through the holidays. I was still in pain. I could really only eat rice and like mashed potatoes. And so I was losing weight and not only weight, but just like muscle mass too, because I had no energy. And so um, got through the holidays and then started the spring semester in January. And I don't, I mean, it was just like a pain like that I had never even felt like my stomach was just killing me one day. And so called my mom, she came and picked me up and took me to the hospital and they were like, well, you're in, you're, you don't have a bowel blockage this time, but they were like, we're going to transport you by ambulance to your specialist in, so I'm in East Tennessee. So I was going to the hospital in Knoxville, but my specialist was at Vanderbilt in Nashville. So I went by ambulance to Vanderbilt and she basically just said like, you've got to have surgery. Like there's no really way around this. It'll kind of be like a do-over. We'll get the part out that is so inflamed and you know, you'll be good. So the thought was that I would go home on IV antibiotics and like steroids. And so that that area that they had to take wouldn't be as big, but I kind of had a setback in the hospital. In fact, I was thinking about this the other day, they gave me broccoli, which I was supposed to be on like a low residue diet, like so that it would not hurt my stomach. And I ended up getting broccoli. I'm not really sure. And I was very hungry. So I ate it. And then like a day later had this like massive setback and they're like, no, we, you, it's not emergency surgery, but it's like, you know, we got to get you in in like two or three days. And so I had a couple of days to kind of prepare 
And they told me then that since I had been on steroids, that I would have to have an ostomy bag, like a temporary ileostomy bag. So I kind of thought that was like, okay, that's going to be the worst part. I had already dropped out of school that semester because I'd been in the hospital for a couple of weeks at that point. So um, I have surgery and recovery was not fun. I mean, I had like an eight inch incision down my stomach, you know, and I had the ostomy bag and I also had lost like 25 pounds. And so oh, I'm like 5'10 and I got under a hundred pounds. Like I was oh, bone thin. Yeah, it was, I mean, my mom said she could literally see like everything, you know, all of my bones and stuff. So anyways, I recovered and I went home. And so I thought, okay, we're home. We can do this. Like finally after, you know, cause at that point, I think I'd been in the hospital like three weeks. And so I started eating and I had eaten in the hospital as well after surgery, but I had been home a couple of days and I started getting really nauseous after I would eat. And so my surgeon, we contacted him and he was like, listen, I think everything went well but you should probably go back to the hospital just to, you know, I don't want to mess around with this. And so went back to the hospital and they had no clue what was going on. My pancreatic enzymes were elevated, which was kind of random. And they're like, we don't know. And so they gave me some medicine and some nausea medicine and just kept me in the hospital. They admitted me just for like observation. So like, we have no idea. And so finally, a couple of days later, um, one of the nurse practitioners in my GI group said, I think you have SMA syndrome, which is like small mesenteric artery syndrome. And basically some doctors don't even believe in it, but it's like, they think of it as more of a phenomenon. It's very rare. I mean, like there's, you know, like less than 200 diagnosed cases and like the doctors at the hospital had never really seen it, but um, you have fatty pads around these arteries in your body. And so when you lose weight, you don't just lose weight, like visually, you also lose it on the inside of your body. And so those fatty pads disappeared and the artery shut in on my stomach. And so my stomach was only open, like the top of it was only open, like 10%. So food wasn't passing through and that's why I was nauseous. And so they did an upper scope and endoscopy to kind of diagnose that. And that's when they said, yeah, it's literally only open like 10%. And so the only way to reverse this is to gain weight, but you can't eat. So they were like, almost at a loss. They're like, we don't really know like what to tell you. And so finally they're like, well, just drink like 2,500 calories a day. And so they actually sent me home with that in mind, like just drink milkshakes and stuff. And so I went home and realized very quickly that that was not going to work. I mean, there's just no way. And yeah. Um, yeah. And so I also started having some pain, which pancreatitis, like there is a lot of pain involved with that. And so they think that the artery was just kind of disrupting everything. And that's why I had that, but I started having pain. And so I went back to the hospital. So they put me on TPN, which is like they insert a pick line in your arm and it's basically just like a bigger IV. And so I was being fed like 2,500 calories a night through that. And so anything liquid that I could supplement with was kind of just like supplemental. It wasn't necessary, which I tried to, you know, still drink some milkshakes here and there, but not 2000 calories worth of milkshakes right. each day. And so it did work. I started gaining weight back. It was so crazy. It was almost like a pound a day that I was gaining back. And so they kept me in the hospital for a couple of weeks and then sent me home on the TPN line. So my mom would like put the vitamins together and like plug me up at night. And so I would be on like attached to the IV for 12 hours, which that was honestly one of the hardest parts just because I was home, but like I was still attached to an IV pole. So that was kind of crazy. And I couldn't mm -hmm. really do anything for 12 hours. 
And so I couldn't sleep well when I would be attached to that. And um, I also didn't want to be attached to it during the day, but we kind of found a sweet spot of like hooking me up around 5 p.m. So that like in the evening when I watch TV with my family, like I'm just hooked up, which was fine and then slept a little bit, but then was able to get some good sleep from like 5 a.m. to like 10 a.m. So kind of found a sweet spot there. And I was hooked up to that at home for like four weeks. And then they basically just said, okay, we'll try to eat something. And if you throw up, then it didn't reverse. And if you, if you don't throw up and you're not nauseous, then it looks like it worked. And so I, I remember I ate a taco from Taco Bell and it, it was fine. So they were like, okay, you can, you know, have this pick line taken out. And so I had the pick line removed and that would have been in like April or May of, of that year. So that had been like a four month kind of journey of being in the hospital and having surgery and then going back to the hospital a couple of times coming home. And so then finally in July of that year, I got my ostomy bag reversed and then started my sophomore year of college, like two weeks later. So it was very crazy. Um, but then I, I ended up majoring in accounting. And so didn't really know what I wanted to do with that. And then when the pandemic hit, my immune system is compromised because of the medicine that I'm on. And so I ended up quitting my job and doing nutrition school. So I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And that's kind of where I developed my love for, you know, holistic health, which I actually had always really enjoyed because my GI doctor, his wife is like an energy healer, which I know it sounds like really weird, but she's actually like, she was an ER nurse and then got in a car accident and had to kind of figure something else out because she didn't want to stand on her feet for 12 hours. And so she kind of found this energy healing thing. And so I would go to her when I was really sick. And even if it was all in my head, which I'm not convinced it wasn't, but I always felt better when I would leave her and, you know, she would introduce me to different, you know, breathing techniques and things like that, that really helped me. And I was also blessed that I have a friend, um, my mom's friend, who was into essential oils. So she got me into essential oils during that time, too. So I've always liked holistic health, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't really until I was at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition that I really just learned the value of, you know, all of these tools and things and how they kind of help our overall health. I love it. Holy moly. (laughs) Hearing that just makes me like, like. Oh my gosh, what some people have to go through, like just to fill what we take, like what, what I take for granted every single day. Like when you're like, my stomach just hurt all the time. Like, ugh, that's so that like breaks my heart. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So I want to know first, for those listening and also for me, what exactly is Crohn's disease? I hear it like I know I'm familiar, but let's hear it from you because you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's an autoimmune disease. Um, you know, you might hear it called like IBD, which is irritable bowel disease. And mm-hmm. so like IBS is irritable bowel syndrome, but it's not actually like IBD is only Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. And so ulcerative colitis attacks the colon, but Crohn's disease attacks anywhere on the digestive tract. So it could literally be like mouth to all the way down. And so Um, I'm lucky that the part of my intestines that it chose to attack is all together because some people have different areas and then surgery is not really an option because they can't like take out all these different areas. So I had like 12 inches of my intestine taken out, but it was all in the same area. And so it's really just inflammation of your digestive tract. And so yeah, it's, it's autoimmune. They don't know really what causes it. Um, you know, could be environmental, could be genetic. Like they just really have no clue. Um, there's so much more information now, even than when I was diagnosed, you know, however long, eight years ago, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, they're still, they're still finding a lot of stuff out. Like I was told in the beginning, like your diet has nothing to do with it. But then now I know that that's not true. And I think, and and it's not because the doctors were like, you know, purposely telling me that diet didn't have anything to do with it. But um, I think they're figuring out that your diet has a huge impact. Not even if you have Crohn's disease, just in general, like what you eat really does impact your body in such a huge way. Yeah. So, so after you had surgery, is that like, do you still have Crohn's disease? Is it something that you just have forever? Yeah. Yeah. There's no cure. Um, so yeah, you'll have it forever. And so I was in surgical remission for like, I don't really, I mean, I didn't really check, like there's no way to check other than a scope, but for a while I was in surgical remission, probably like a year and then started having symptoms again, which I remained on the medication, the biologic. Um, so I'm on Remicade, which is a two hour infusion for me. It's every eight weeks. It can be, I think as like frequent as every four weeks for some people, but for me, I'm on like the the largest frequency, which is every eight weeks. Um, and so I've been on that since I had surgery and luckily it's worked for me so far. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, try medicine for a year and figure out that it's not working. And so there's, there's more options now for sure when it comes to drugs to treat autoimmune diseases, but there's still not that many options. And so you just hope that your medicine works for you, but yeah, so you can kind of go in and out of remission people have flares. I have flares, you know, sometimes, um, I know that stress is a huge trigger for me. Um, you know, sometimes like sugar and dairy, those are huge triggers for me, but yeah, it is something that you will pretty much have. I mean, unless they invent a cure for it, but yeah, there's no cure right now. Okay. So let's dig in when you, so you went to, in what is it called? Integrative nutrition. Yeah. The Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Nutrition. What did you like? What was your biggest what did you learn? Obviously that's like a loaded question. What did you learn in nutrition school? But like, what did you like the big picture? What did you walk away from and what made you so passionate about 
the foods we eat and how they impact our life? Yeah. So I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in March of 2020. So started literally when like the day that the country shut down was my first day of classes. And so I had, I was really looking for something to help me because I was having flares and I was like, there has to be something more. Like, I know that there's so many like holistic things out there, but I just don't know. Like, I just don't have the information. And so I really wanted you know, just something more. And, and if there was something that I could do on my end for my disease, you know, then I wanted to, to do it. And so it really wasn't, I wasn't like doing it so that I could help other people at that point. Like it was really more of a selfish motive because I really just wanted to, to see what this was all about. And also thought, I mean, what, what the heck, like it's online classes, it's not a huge time commitment and plus the pandemic hit. So I had a lot of extra time. So, um, it was perfect timing, but, um, I knew that it was a holistic school. So they teach you like the whole, like mind, body, kind of everything, which I liked because I had had that, that holistic, you know, love, um, that had been kind of introduced to me through friends. And, Mm -hmm. and so I was excited for that. I didn't realize like how big of a part it was going to be, um, in the curriculum, because I mean, I looked it over, but honestly, when I think I'm going to do something, I kind of just do it. And so I didn't like look at all of the curriculum, but, um, so I was kind of surprised, but one of the main principles that the school is founded on is primary food, which is everything that contributes to your health that is not on your plate. And then secondary food would be the foods that are on your plate. And so I had never really thought of it that way, but like the founder says, he's like, you know, no amount of green juice or like spinach can help you if you are stressed at work or if you're in a toxic relationship or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I never really thought of that. And so, yeah, I think the, the information I learned about food was great. I I learned a lot that I had never learned and a lot of information that everyone should know. (laughs) Um, I don't know why we don't get like a comprehensive, like nutrition education. And so I was able to implement a lot of those principles into my own life. And so within three months of being at the school, I had a scan that showed that I was actually in remission, which was the first time that I had ever gone into remission without surgery. So that was really cool. Um, And that was kind of when I was like, okay, I think I'm on to something. Like, I think this is working and I think I can share this. And, you know, I was kind of looking for a career change anyways. And so I was like, okay, this seems to all be falling into place. And I was really at that point, just trying to practice what I was preaching though. And so, you know, to get specific, I cut sugar, not completely out because I don't like I don't like to cut anything out or like restrict anything, but when I was at home, I would cook with, you know, coconut sugar or maple syrup to sweeten things instead of white sugar. And I really think that had a huge impact. And I can even tell now, like if I'm out, you know, with friends, I'm not going to not get ice cream or not get like, you know, a treat, but I can tell my body, I can, like, I know my body so well now that I can tell when I do have like something that's very processed or if I like overdo it and cause I don't have a lot of self-control. So <laughs> if I like eat, you know, four donuts as opposed to one, I can definitely tell, yeah. which I don't know, you know, two years ago, if I would have been able to tell that, because I just don't think I was like in tune with like listening to the cues that my body was giving me. I think that's so powerful. And I think that's so common, um, for people just to not notice how bad they feel 
they're like, oh, this is just normal. Like, this is just how everyone feels bloated and nauseous and, and low energy. And like, that's just the norm. And I love that. You're like, I just couldn't tell, but now I can, it is a process and it is a journey and it is being in tune and it is being, and I'm a big fan of like journaling, like, and keeping track of what food you're eating and how it makes you feel. And, and you really do start to learn what you need. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that I see happening is everybody wants like the quick fix. They want the answer. They want the, give me the meal plan. Give me the recipes. Give me the exact thing. And it's like, okay, I can give you what I'm eating, but it might not be what's right for you. So like, it's going to take you actually embracing a process to figure out what you need. Yeah, absolutely. Taking a quick time out from the show to make sure that you know that right now I am filling my next month's spot in my virtual gym. This is my space where I get to coach my clients, where I get to help you get aligned with simple workouts and solutions to your fitness and your nutrition and your mindset and supplements and everything that I love and have used personally for the past eight and a half years and will literally use for the rest of my life because of how quick and efficient and simple they make healthy living. This is where I help you get aligned with these solutions. And then I support you and coach you and mentor you on your journey. So if you are ready to get on a direct path to reach all of your health goals while fully living your life, yes, you can still continue to have um, your favorite treats and your favorite things. And we'll teach you how to incorporate those. And it's not deprivation or anything like that. Like I want you to enjoy the process. So we'll make sure you figure out how to do that. If you're ready to take out the overwhelm and the complexity when it comes to creating healthy habits for your family, not just for you, but really involving your family as well. And if you want to align yourself with a community of incredible women to lock arms with and journey with alongside throughout every season of life, then the virtual gym is where you want to be. So go to micafolsomfit.com slash get fit to learn all about it, fill out the goal form so that I can learn more about you. And we can make sure that you get aligned with exactly the right game plan to get you started. I can't wait to chat. Yeah. I think one of the other principles that our school is founded on was, is bioindividuality, which is basically yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. one person's, you know, poison could be somebody at what works for somebody else, yeah. you know, and like, that's kind of why diets don't necessarily work for everybody. I mean, you might have a friend that has great success on a certain diet, but then you try it and it doesn't work at all for you. And yeah. you kind of beat yourself up for it, but it's just because that wasn't, that doesn't work for you. Like me personally, I don't eat a lot of red meat. I just don't need it. Like, I just don't like it, but my family, they eat a lot of red meat and it works for them and that's fine. And so just kind of figuring out what works for you and what your triggers are, if you do have an autoimmune disease, or if you don't, I mean, a lot of people, like you said, are bloated or just don't feel you know, have low energy or whatever it may be, you know, just figuring out, you know, the foods that serve your body. Well, I think that's like the most important. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, what would you say, like, what are your best tips as far as really embracing a healthier lifestyle? I feel like so many people are like, oh, I want to be healthier. I want to do this, but it's expensive. It takes so much time to meal prep. It's just, it's harder not to run through the, run through the fast food and whatever, and have convenient things. What would you be like some tangible things that people can just take and implement and embrace today? 
Yeah, it's funny you asked that because I was talking with another health coach the other day and she was just talking about how overwhelmed and like burnout she was. And I was like, you know, I'm glad you bring that up because I feel like a lot of people think, oh, health coaches have like a two hour morning routine and then they go and shop for their organic groceries. And then, you know, and and they do like, you know, acupuncture later in the afternoon. And it's like, you know, yes, you can do that. And if that works for you, that's great. But, you know, that's not really practical. And we talk a lot about the blue zones at um, nutrition school, which it's like these zones of the world that have the highest concentration of people living over 100. And so there's a few of them, like there's one in Italy, Greece, Japan, and, you know, the diets there, you hear about this like Mediterranean diet and it's like, oh, they eat bread and they drink wine and like they have dinner for three hours in the evening. And like, but really the, the common thread of why they're so healthy is because they kind of just enjoy life and they just kind of sit back and like, they don't, you know, they don't have high stress levels, you know, maybe they walk to work, like they do exercise that way. And so it's a really cool concept, but unfortunately in the world we live in today in in America, it's not really, you know, you can't have a three hour dinner. And so like, I get that, you know, because clients do come to me a lot and they're like, I just don't know how to mitigate all of this and like to figure out where to start. Because I think that's another common question is like, where do I even start? Because it is overwhelming. And there are so many, you know, ideas and people telling you different things. And so that's, again, going back to bioindividuality, you really just have to figure out what's best for you. And so you do have to, you know, through trial and error, you know, you have to experiment with different things. But as far as, you know, what, how you can impact your health today, um, I think mindfulness is really, really important. And so, you know, a lot of health coaches meditate. I don't meditate because I just can't. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I was that person that could. But I, I think just having a practice of mindfulness, whether that's like five minutes in the morning, centering yourself for your day um, and, you know, writing down three things that you're grateful for, or just even if you just want to meditate for five minutes, five minutes is better than zero minutes. And so, you know, just kind of getting ready for your day and kind of going off of that. I'm a big believer in a morning routine. I think that that can change your life. I think that starting your day in a way that is peaceful and calming, because I mean, we're exposed to so much, you know, throughout our day and so much can go wrong, but just knowing that those 15 minutes in the morning are going to be calming and you know exactly how they're going to go, like that can be really, really important to your overall health. Um, I think also, you know, having some sort of movement each day is really important, whether that's a workout, if that's what you like, or a walk with a friend, you know, implementing something like that in your life, like that's free. I mean, I know it takes up time, but you know, 30 minutes a day to go out on a walk, I mean, put your headphones in and listen to a podcast or listen to music or don't listen to anything. Like if you're a mom and you don't want to listen to anybody, just go and be in silence. Yeah. But, um, so I think as far as like wellnessy things, those are really good and like free and just important things that you can do each day. Like you don't have to do acupuncture and like, you know, go to the chiropractor for like wellness or for self-care. Like it can just be a short walk. But as far as food goes, 
that is kind of the most common, like it's too expensive. That's what I hear all the time. And I think a lot of the people that say it's too expensive or the people that eat out five nights a week. And I'm like, well, I don't know how you think that not that cooking is more expensive than eating out because there's no way, like I would love for somebody to prove that to me because I've never seen it. Um, So I think, you know, just knowing that, you know, if you're starting from ground zero and a lot of people are, um, you know, they don't know a lot about, you know, nutrition or anything like that. And so I think just not getting overwhelmed is the biggest key and the biggest tip that I would give, you know, don't think, oh, I've got to clean out my entire pantry today, or I've got to like replace all this food with organic food. Because if you go all in like that, that like all or nothing mentality really does lead to overwhelm. And so, you know, if you do want to clean out your pantry, maybe take it like shelf at a time. And, and I always give my clients like a pantry guide and it's like 52 things you can add to your pantry. And so they can take it and do one a week for a year. And so it's, you know, pantry staples like almond flour or, you know, coconut sugar, things like that, that maybe they've never tried before. Maybe they want to try them, but they don't need to try all of them at once because if you get 52 items, you're not going to try them all that week anyway. So there's no point in doing that. So I think just starting small is really important. Um, Something else that's also interesting is the Dirty Dozen, which is um, a list that the Environmental Working Group puts out each year. And it's the 12 um, fruits and vegetables that have the most pesticide residue on them. And so a lot of the vegetables on there and fruits, you know, are on the list every year. You know, they're like strawberries tend to be on it a lot. And those are the fruits and vegetables that you should get organic if you can. If you can't, that's no big deal. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, you know, a conventional strawberry is better than eating like a little Debbie, you know, like, I mean, you don't have to like think that, oh, since I can't afford all organic produce, then I have to go to the processed food aisle. Like, that's not how it works. You know, anything is better than nothing. And so Mm -hmm. I think shopping frozen vegetables is totally fine too, because that can, you know, if you're a busy person, which a lot of us are very, very busy, you know, you may not have time, you know, you might get a bunch of fresh fruit and vegetables at the beginning of the week and realize that you didn't eat them and then you've wasted it. And so, you know, having frozen vegetables or getting fresh vegetables and freezing them yourself, you know, that's always an option too. As far as time goes, that's where it gets a little bit more tricky because, um, you know, I can't lie, cooking does take time, you know, like doing, you know, being healthy and prepping things, it does take time. But I think we also make time for the things that are important to us. And so if your health is important to you, then you're going to want to take the time for it. And so there are definitely some hacks like meal prepping is a big one. I'm personally not a huge fan of meal prepping because I don't like to eat leftovers, but, um, you know, a lot of people do love leftovers. And so that's a great option. Or like in my case, if you have a really busy week, prep all of your vegetables, you don't have to cook them, but like cut them. I mean, that takes a lot of time, you know, and that's like, you know, maybe 10 to 15 minutes per day that you're getting back, you know, throughout your week. So prep your vegetables, prep your meat, you know, your protein and, and also have a plan. And I think that's a lot of us like spin our wheels, you know, like, and in, in it's Tuesday afternoon and like, ugh, what are we going to have for dinner? You know, you don't know, but if you have a plan going into the week and know that like, it's okay if you divert from the plan, but at least you have an idea of, you know, what you're going to eat for the week and like what that's going to look like. I love it. I am a huge fan of the get home from the grocery store and prep the things right then cut up your vegetables, make the fruit accessible, especially I have five kids. It's like, 
when we have healthy options readily available, they like them, they enjoy them, they pick those, but when they're not, or when they're in the drawers and they're not ready to go, it's like having to wash the thing and cut the stem off is just enough to make them go grab something else that's quicker instead. And I'm like, ah, so it really is as parents, especially like we need to be proactive about that because lots of times we're like, oh, our kids don't eat that stuff. They like the crap one, then don't buy the crap because if it's not there, they can't eat it. And two, make the healthy options so convenient. And like, you don't even have to think twice about it. Um, it's so interesting when I, I love all your tips. I love the like healthy eating can be as easy or as hard as you want. It really can be, you can, you can overcomplicate the situation and you can go look for a million recipes that have 800 ingredients. And then you're going to be like, Holy moly, I can't do this. Or you can simply keep it to lean protein, pull veggies, like roast them. However you want add in a pack of that quinoa and brown rice that microwaves up in 90 seconds. And you're good. Like keep it so simple. So I love that you're like, it can, it, it, it can work if it's important to you because it absolutely can. And the pantry situation, I just, a couple months ago, maybe it was a few months ago from when this, <laughs> from when this airs, um, I started, uh, my gut health journey and I was really, really, really focusing on from the inside out, just feeling well, lower, like decreasing inflammation, all of those things. And it was amazing to me how available these healthy options are now, like gluten-free options, dairy-free options, like grain-free options. Like, and, but what was interesting was I shop at Costco. I have thrive market. I absolutely love that. I was around those places and those things before, but I wasn't seeing them because I was not looking for them. So you'll also notice that as you embark on your health journey, and as these things become more of a priority, you'll find options. There's so many healthy options at restaurants now that if you're not looking for them, you probably don't even notice, but uh, I just feel like it's getting easier and easier and easier to live a healthy lifestyle. That's not extreme. It's not hard. It's not extravagant. It's just your norm. And it's just making that decision that it's important to you to do so. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I live in a very small town and we have Walmart here and there is so much available at Walmart now for a lot cheaper than at other stores. I mean, you know, people can shop at Whole Foods all they want, but Walmart has a lot of the same like pantry staples at a fraction of the cost. And so, you know, the whole, it's too expensive. Well, yeah, if you're eating at Whole or shopping at Whole Foods, you (laughs) know, or like going to like these juice companies, you know, and getting these, you know, healthy juices. Yeah, it's going to be really expensive, but there are so many ways now. I mean, even like shopping local and going to the farmer's market, like that's local produce. It really doesn't get any better than that. And so, you know, cause there's no, you know, transportation time or anything, but then, I mean, we have no idea where this produce that we get at the store is coming from. It could come from overseas probably. And so, um, you know, shopping local is, is a really good option, um, because they're, you know, not only are a lot of, you're helping a farmer, but you're also, you know, helping your wallet and your family. And so it just all, it's like a win, win, win. And so there really are so many options now. And, you know, something else with the dirty dozen, it's really interesting because organic produce, the standard that it's at right now is what our grandparents ate. 
but it's just, our food has become so adulterized and just yeah. terrible, you know, now. Um, and so, you know, organic isn't something that's just like made up, you know, cause a lot of people are like, oh, it's the same produce. You're just spending extra money on it. And so it's really not, it's, that's what our grandparents used to eat. That was the standard of produce. It's just declined so much. But yeah, there are so many healthy options out there readily available. I also love Thrive Market. I think it's great for snacks and like especially the brand Thrive. When you shop through their brand, you can get really inexpensive staples. Like, you know, I get my coconut sugar from there, my almond flour and things like that. So there really are a lot of options and we live in the information age where we can look up anything. And so there's really no excuse not to because you can, I mean, you literally can look up you know, produce near me or, you know, healthy grocery stores. And, and it really, there's not really an excuse now to not do that. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's so cool too. Cause even I think one of the fears is like, but I don't want to give up all of those foods. I love, I don't want to give up chips. I don't want to give up crackers. I don't want to give up cookies. And it's like what I found, cause I'm a firm believer in like, enjoy the things. Like, I don't want to live a life five pounds under my, my weight that I can enjoy some ice cream and enjoy some things just to be five pounds lower. Like I want to enjoy the things. And especially with kids, I don't want them to feel like, Oh my gosh, all we freaking eat are vegetables and fruits. (laughs) And like, what is this life? Um, and so like thrive market, that is, it is mind blowing how many options there are that are healthy, so much healthier whole foods, like without the chemicals, without the crap, like we get a healthier version of Pringles for my kids and they love them, love them. And they're just cleaner ingredients and they taste so good. We get cleaner cookies. We get cleaner, like fishy crackers. They're the bunny. Like there's cleaner things of the things you love. And even making those little swaps and those little tweaks over time will make a huge impact on your health. So it's not like you have to just get rid of all of the things you love and go the whole other direction either. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think when I was talking earlier about how I was limiting sugar and I still Mm -hmm. do limit sugar just because I can tell, I mean, my stomach hurts when I, you know, yeah. And so, but now even like, I remember, I think it was last Christmas, my, you know, mom and sister were in the kitchen baking and, you know, I mean, it's Christmas, so they're not going to be like, let's use coconut sugar for this. But, (laughs) um, but I remember taking a bite of whatever it was and being like, oh my gosh, that is so processed. 
like I can't even like eat I don't even want this like my taste buds had changed so much like I don't crave sugar anymore you know I I just Mm -hmm. I truly don't and and it took a while and that's you know I tell people like you know you're not going to wake up tomorrow and not want a donut you know and and I still eat donuts but I'm just I just don't eat as many of them and I don't crave them either like I truly don't have many cravings anymore and I really do attribute that to eating whole foods and just trying to stay away from processed foods. Yeah. It makes such a difference when you stop eating all the processed stuff, the healthier, sweeter things like fruit and things, they taste so much sweeter. And you're like, and you get that same amount of satisfaction of that. You're satisfying your sweet tooth from strawberries or from apples and nut butter or whatever. And so it's like, it just takes some time. I, I judge my, my level of like commitment to my nutrition journey based on how I snack and how I treat. Cause when apples and peanut butter feel like, mm, this is so good. This feels like a treat. I'm like, Oh man, like oh, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm taking care of my body. And when it doesn't, when I'm like, Oh, I'm having apples and peanut butter as like a healthy thing. Then I'm like, Oh shoot. I got to rein it in a little bit. I got to rein it in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think my, my mom, she will, you know, she's kind of one of those people that her personality is that she likes to go cold Turkey on things like that just suits her personality best, which I think again, bio-individuality do what works best for you. And so, you know, a lot of, she'll be like, I am just, I'm eating fruits and vegetables. I'm not touching the processed right now. I'm just not going to do it. And it's funny because she'll do that too with fruit. She's like, oh, this pineapple is so sweet. And I'm like, it's just regular pineapple. (laughs) But yeah, it definitely, if you don't eat a lot of sweet processed things, which I mean, we truly are addicted to sugar. The statistics are crazy. And so, you know, to just kind of, and it is an addiction. That's the thing. A lot of people have trouble cutting it out or limiting it because we are addicted and our brain is wired to want it. And so, and not only to want it, but want it in large quantities. And that's, I kind of tell people that, you know, back in caveman times, like we're genetically programmed to want the sweet stuff because the bitter things were poisonous and the sweet things were like food. Like that's what you wanted back then. And so, you know, it's not necessarily your fault that you want sweet things, but you can control it. And that's the thing. I think we have to realize that we are in control, but a lot of people live their lives, not wanting to take that control. That is so true. Isn't it? I don't remember the facts or however, but isn't sugar more addicting than like cocaine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like That's a lot insane. of, yeah, it's like 10 times more addicting than cocaine or something like that. I don't know the exact statistic either, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And then I feel so bad because so many people when they're like addicted to sugar, which honestly, most people are, most people are, and then they feel so much like shame and frustration when they're willpower, I'm doing air quotes, their willpower is failing them and they can't just have one bite. They have 10 cookies instead. And I'm like, it's not you. It's what you're putting in your system. Like you're literally like, think about that. Sugar is 10 times or whatever the quote is more addicting than cocaine. You are not broken. Like sugar is literally that uh, bad. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I know it is. It's crazy. And that's, I tell my clients, I'm like, just don't make the cookies that have the white sugar in the yeah. beginning, you know, cause 
there is something to be said for like, we need to address the actual problem, which if people binge eat, then maybe there's a deeper problem. But in the beginning, just don't make those cookies, like make something with maple syrup in it or make something with coconut sugar in it. And at least it's like better for you as you're trying to like cut that craving because it is, I mean, we really are addicted to sugar and there's not a great way to like come out of that addiction. Like, I don't, I mean, it's, it's tough. It is definitely, I know for me, it like what you're saying about your mom, it's way easier for me to be like, just no sugar, no sugar. Then like, I'm going to have, I'm going to have it in moderation. I'm going to eat it here and there because it is, it's, it's really, it's really nice to say, I'm going to have a few bites of ice cream. And then you're like the whole ice cream in and you're like, oh shoot. Oh, dang it. (laughs) But it, Ah, yeah. So I love that. You're like, nope, bio-individuality, learn what works for you, learn. And for me, when I'm like really focused on my internal health and nutrition for fuel, it's like, I do so much better. Just nope, not going to have that. Yeah, for sure. I think just seeing the bigger picture too, um, you know, maybe you're not sick yet, but you know, if you continue to eat poorly or make like lifestyle choices that aren't great, you could be sick in the future. I mean, I really like looking back, I mean, as a kid, it wasn't like I was making bad lifestyle choices, you know, but I I mean, I was a kid, so who knows, but, you know, just making sure that you have the bigger picture in mind. And, and also people don't realize, like we kind of touched on it earlier, how bad they actually feel until they make a change. Because I know for me, that's how I was like, I had always eaten fruits and vegetables. I was never really a picky eater, but when I started at nutrition school, I began to see like the power of gut health and like, you know, filling your body with all these different fruits and vegetables. And, and when I did that, I'm like, okay, I feel good. Like I have energy now, you know? And, And so I think just seeing the benefit of that. And that's the thing. A lot of people just don't see the benefit, you know, they're just like, well, I feel okay now, you know, but they don't realize that they could feel so much better if they ate healthier. Yeah. And I think so many people are also tied to the scale and they're tied to the results and they're tied to, well, I've been eating healthy for a week and the scale's not moving. So it's not working. I'm going to go back to my old ways. I'm going to go back to, and it's like, it's so much bigger than the weight. It's so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger. The more that I educated myself around, especially like my gut health, I was like, holy moly, what I am consuming is literally touching every aspect of my life, everything, my moods, my inflammation, my, my face, my complexion, like everything, my hormones. And and, and you don't weigh that crap on the scale. So it's like, we have got to be far more well-rounded as far as what we're learning and how we're, how we're viewing our wellness and the, the measures that we're taking as far as like what's working and what's not. Um, so I just love that. I love that in your intro and I read it earlier, but you said, it. um, wellness is more than just foods that we consume. It includes a balance of what we eat, what we think and what we do. And I am like all for that life. Like it is so much more than just one dimensional. So I just love that. Yeah, no, it's so true. I think I've seen that kind of play out in my life so much, Um, even though I didn't realize it maybe in college, but if I would be stressed for an exam or something, you know, and that was just like weighing on me and it's so much easier said than done to like mitigate the stress in your life. Like I'm definitely not a professional at that, but um, you know, I remember I would flare up around, you know, my Crohn's disease would flare and 
I just wouldn't feel good around those times. And so just knowing that stress is a trigger and like your mind is your greatest asset, like you can control your, what you're thinking I mean, you really can, but you have to take control of it. Like you, yeah. your mind is going to wonder, it's going to worry about things and you just have to know that you can change that. You can change these thoughts that you're having. And so that's why I like mindfulness and just starting the day with gratitude is so important because yes. it just centers yourself and you just get ready for your day. And so that's, you know, kind of why I do that every day. Yeah. I love that so much. It's so interesting. Like when I'm working with my clients, yes, we're working on fitness, we're working on nutrition, but mindset is like the most important part, because if you're operating from the same headspace that got you into the problem, you're not going to be able to get yourself out from that headspace. You've got to elevate. You've got to elevate your thoughts, your thinking, your beliefs, your habits, all of those things are what then dictate the new behaviors and the new lifestyle changes. And, and all of a sudden it feels like the process got so much easier because you're thinking differently and it's like huge. It's so, so, so important. So important. If, if mindset work is not part of your daily, like focus and wellness is important to you, highly, 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 highly recommend incorporating that side. Cause you'll see huge changes on the physical side as well. Absolutely. And I think it's important to note that it's the long game, you know, like it's not a quick fix. And that's what so many people come to, you know, health coaches or fitness trainers or whatever it is, they come for the quick fix. And, you know, it's hard to get in that mindset of no, like you hopefully have a lot longer to live. And every single day, you're going to have to do this. Like you're going to have to, you know, center yourself and think happy thoughts as cliche as that sounds, but, you know, think about happy things and don't stress yourself out. And, you know, you're going to have to eat healthy for the rest of your life. Like this isn't a diet. This isn't 90 days or 30 days or whatever, like this is forever. And so I think that that can be an overwhelming mindset, but it can also be a comforting mindset for people who are scared to mess up because it's like, well, you're going to mess up every day and you're just, you just got to get over it and just keep yeah. going. Absolutely. Love it so much. Oh, Lauren, I feel like I could just chat with you forever. Um, where can our listeners, where can our listeners get more of you? Where can they connect with you? Yeah. So my website is just my name, laurencunningham.co. And so I post recipes and things like that on there. And then my Instagram is L-A-U-R underscore Cunningham. Awesome. You guys, if you want to dig into more of this, if you want to work with her, if you want to learn more about what she does, check her out, go to her Instagram, go to her website. And if any of this resonated with you or helped you, or you want to send it to your clients, make sure you shoot this episode over with them. I think more people need to understand this stuff. More people need to embrace the, just the long game, like you were talking about, because when you do have that perspective, the daily things feel so much lighter and you don't put so much pressure on how long it's going to take and, and the all or nothing and the perfection and all that stuff. Cause you're like, I'm in this for the long haul. Like, this is just who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm all about. So I love that as well. So Lauren, thank you so much for adding so much value and coming on the show today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right, you guys, we'll see you back here in another week till then. (music) 
wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.